first guest out here today really needs no introduction to this group, but he surely understands what you do. Brian Kemp, 35 years ago, started a small business with a shovel and a pickup truck and grew it and understands the, the issues that businesses face every day. I think that's why he was so successful in leading us through COVID, to protect our lives and livelihoods. But it's amazing to me that even in the midst of, of, of going through a global pandemic, he still focused on human trafficking, focused on public safety, focused on reforming foster care. It's an incredible track record, and it's one of the many reasons that we were proud at the Georgia Chamber to be the first organization in the state to endorse him for his reelection. But I'm sure as he comes out, he'd much prefer us remembering that in his first term, he was the winningest governor in the country. And I don't mean politically, I mean World Series and two national champions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Governor Brian Kemp. several questions for you today, but before we do, if, if I could, I mean, we, we thank you a lot for your service, but I want to thank Miss Marty and your girls. They have been incredible ambassadors for this state, working with you, sharing with you, but also being in the trenches all over this state. On behalf of the business community, would y'all please join me in thanking Miss Marty and the girls. Appreciate you doing that. I had that first on my list. Uh, we've got two of the three girls with us today, Jarrett and Amy Porter with us. Lucy's in West Georgia back in school, so we're excited about that. But they've been incredible partners and have represented our state well, so thank you guys. Are they still raising money for gas? There's a can well, here this morning. Not, not as much as we were you know, two or three months ago. Right. Oh, so, Governor, we, we just talked about the economic, incredible economic growth over the last four years. And your team whispered to me this morning that you might have an announcement to share with us this morning. You want to keep the good times rolling and yeah, share a little bit Yeah, a couple of things I wanted to announce. First, uh, you know, a big proposal this year for the legislative session that I know all of the General Assembly will agree with is I'm proposing that Georgia win a third national championship <laughs> in a row. And remember, when we announced that the college football playoff was coming back to Atlanta, first time uh, coming to the state or any state or city for the second time since its inception, um, then we could then win our fourth national championship. And I said that uh, that day, so hopefully we have a chance it's, it's to recorded. do that. But also this uh, morning, worst kept uh, secret, unfortunately, because our friends in Washington, D.C. leaked this to the media, which is not... How we operate uh, in Georgia at the local level with our partners like you all that we work with every day to make projects happen and, and what Pat Wilson and the team at the Georgia Department of Economic Development do. But uh, we are announcing today that Hanwha Q Cells, which is up in Dalton, is going to do a big expansion, $2.5 billion for solar panel manufacturing, be 500 more jobs in Dalton. In 2000 in Cartersville. So, wow. Project. And they're here with us today, too. Yeah. They're in the yeah. back. So, congratulations, guys. It's always amazing to me how the locals in the state can keep these things a secret, but our uh, friends in Washington, <laughs> D.C. do not understand how economic development works, but thankfully it didn't screw this deal up. Right. <laughs> this is. 
I can be a little frightened now in my second term. I just uh, want y'all to know that. Here we go. I, I, I do think it's remarkable, though, Governor. I mean, th- this is, if this announcement were made 10 years ago, it would be the biggest announcement <laughs> in history right. in, 10, in 10 years in Georgia. And today it's one of, you know, another that keeps coming. Tell us a little bit about the last four years. I mean, it's really been a remarkable. Uh, it's been amazing. I mean, you know, since I took office, really, and I say this a lot, uh, building off of really 20 years of great conservative leadership in our state, uh, great partners. I uh, just want to congratulate and, and thank and let people know how much I'm looking forward to working with uh, Lieutenant Governor, uh, soon to be elect, Jones. Uh, and and uh, Speaker Burns, I want to congratulate him and the members of the General Assembly have just been a great partner, along with all of you in the room. I mean, look, these projects don't happen unless we have a local state partnership. And we've created 130,000 new jobs in four years, almost $50 billion of investment that's coming. I think, you know, a lot of that is, is in the process now or will be very shortly, so it's going to help us survive you know, whatever's, gonna, whatever's happening now in the economy around the country and around the world, uh, but certainly uh, in our state and, and the, you know, the rest of 23 and, and as we go into 24. So I'm very optimistic about we are, where we are economically, and, and I know we have challenges. But what's so incredible is the amount of investment that we made just last year mm-hmm. in, in rural Georgia beat the last five years of investment in rural Georgia. So the focus that, you know, people like Speaker Ralston, our administration, the the leadership in the General Assembly, what we've been working on to make sure that no matter your zip code, you have economic opportunity close to where you live and raise your family. That's important uh, for all uh, Georgia legislators, and it's certainly a priority. But we're very, very proud of that. And uh, before I forget, I just want to also thank uh, uh, Speaker and now Speaker Pro Tem again, Jan Jones, for great leadership uh, after Speaker Ralston passed away. Just uh, a steady hand to keep our state and the state house moving forward. And I just want to thank Jan uh, for her service. And I know, Governor, your team had some slides up there, but I do think it's remarkable from a rule standpoint I, I, I get this number exactly right, but 77% or 80% of all the announcements last year, the year before, were in rural Georgia, right? They were in, you know, half the jobs over the last two years, which have been two record years in a row, have been in rural Georgia. Yeah. Predominant amount of investment's been there, and that's just projects that we worked as a state. I mean, there's generic growth in right. Atlanta in our, in our urban areas, whether it's in Augusta where Arubis is going and, you know, we know what's happening down in Savannah. So it's been incredible. But in 2022 alone, the, the point I was just making, $8.67 billion of investment that's going to rural counties. That one year was greater than the, than the previous uh, last five years combined. Wow. Which is just uh, amazing. You know, I think when you look at the, you know, when you look at the map with the four largest projects ever in the last calendar year, which is incredible, um, and you look at the map and the different shades of the counties where all these other little, you know, we call them little projects. I mean, we've done 500 job projects in southwest Georgia in places like Bainbridge and Thomasville, which is enormous for those areas, you know, oh, yeah. and 150, 120 jobs in Scriven, Georgia and other things. It's 
it's really transformational for the tax base there. Um, I would say probably 97, 98% of these jobs that are being created pay more than the county average. So it's right. given people upward mobility uh, and better economic freedom, which is something that we're proud of, especially when we're dealing with 40-year high inflation. Right. And I want to come back to inflation in a few minutes. But yeah, it's amazing that we're, oh, there's 300 jobs. When I started economic development, we had a parade because we got 40 jobs, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so so how, do we, how do we keep it going, right? So as we go into this next session, as you look at, again, turbulent economic times globally, what are you hearing? What do you want to focus on from an economic development standpoint? Well, I think, I think there's a couple of things to keep it going. You mentioned one of them with the workforce. Yep. I mean, look, it's our most challenging issue, but it's a great issue to have because we're creating so many jobs. And you look around the country, and you, you hear about companies that are laying workers off, and, and look, it makes sense, right? I mean, people ran up, especially with the, uh, the digital economy during COVID and other things. So, I mean, there's got to be a, a reset there. But we're not one of those states that are seeing those massive, you know, 10, 20% of the workforce from one of our bigger companies. Um, I think our companies here are taking advantage of, of big companies that are downsizing in certain, certain other states because we can recruit those folks to come to Georgia to help us in our workforce. But we have got to continue to work on our workforce development here. We do that better than any state in the country. Um, our job training's better than anybody in the country. We got to keep getting more people into that system, whether you know it's into our, into our university system, our great technical college system, our combined programs that we have with career academies and dual enrollment and other things, uh, what Superintendent Woods and the General Assembly is doing with K through 12. And uh, we're certainly committed to doing that. We want to work with the General Assembly to do that. And uh, I'm going to be hosting a big uh, education business summit this fall that will really have, you know, you all, the business community, uh, Chancellor Purdue and the university system, our presidents and the institutions, uh, Commissioner Dozer at TCSG, which is representing you know many many local communities across the state, as well as Superintendent Woods, for us to all continue to collaborate and, and figure out how we need to move the needle. How can we can, can encourage uh, people that are out of the workforce to come back in, whether they're older or or younger? Right. Um, you know, how do we make sure that when our kids are going into middle school, even before they get to high school, they're thinking about career paths and what that path is going to look like for them, whether it's, you know, traditional university system uh, path or whether it's going to be learn a school skill, right. uh, plumber, heating and air, IT, whatever it is, and get out with very little debt, if any, and be making, you know, 60 to $90,000 a year. So we're committed to doing that. The second thing is we got to move the needle on workforce housing Amen. in our state. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to working with the General Assembly. Uh, my budget proposal this year will have money for a local state partnership to start tackling the workforce housing issue. We've seen, and, and listen, I have been a local control governor, and, and I understand that, but you, you can't have our... Uh, treasures and our our input and our commitment to help and create jobs in your community but then not have places to live or be restrictive and we've we've dealt with that 
uh, in places around the state. It's a, it's a tough issue. It's one of the things that we're hearing from our companies that are expanding and creating these jobs. And it's like, you know, our workforce cannot live locally. Uh, we want people to live in the community where they're working. It cuts down on their logistics. It cuts down on our need for infrastructure. And, and it just quite honestly makes for a better quality of life. So um, I'm not saying we have all the answers, but we want to be at the table working with you all, the members of the General Assembly, and, and certainly uh, our friends in local government to, to figure out how we tackle this issue. Because quite honestly, I think there's members of the General Assembly and others that are getting frustrated that if that collaboration doesn't happen, you're going to have a top-down approach to that versus a, a bottom-up. Right. And uh, I just personally think it would be better for us all to work together, but everybody's going to have to have some give and take there. there. Yeah, I talked to a major employer last year, and I said, what's your biggest problem? And he said, I can't find anybody to work here. And there was a pause. He goes, but if I could, I couldn't find anywhere for him to live. That's right. So, I mean, they go hand in hand. So, speaking of the, the housing piece, Governor, the economy's doing great. The pipeline is full. Pat tells us we've got more, you know, more, more planes to land, if you will, more projects coming. But the inflation issue is still squeezing Georgians, squeezing our employees. You've done a lot this last year to help folks get through this. I heard a billion dollars worth of savings just on the gas tax alone, which we appreciate. Anything else that you're working on this upcoming session to help Georgian. Absolutely. I mean, you know, no surprises here. These are all things I've campaigned on, which, you know, as this crowd knows, I've prided myself on doing what I said I was going to do, whether you like it or not, at least I've, you know, <laughs> fulfilled my promises. But, um, you know, we are absolutely, you know, we're going to refund uh, all the, the money. This is something we worked uh, with Speaker Ralston, now Speaker Burns, uh, Pro Tem Jones, um, Lieutenant Governor Leck. Jones, um, obviously Lieutenant Governor Duncan, other legislative leadership to have that commitment that we're going to use our excess reserves because we've been open in our state when others didn't want us to be and our economy's done incredible and we're going to backfill the infrastructure transportation money that was lost by suspending the gas tax to make that whole so we can continue to keep our freight, logistics, congestion, transportation projects, roads, bridges, other things going. So my budget proposal will be making that whole as, as I promised I would do. And we have that commitment from the General Assembly, which we appreciate. And listen, that has helped hardworking Georgia families all across our state, every single one of them, save over a billion dollars over the last 12 months. When, when you looked at inflation uh, and at fuel prices, were at their peak is when we did that. Our timing, you know, thankfully was impeccable there. So we're committed to doing that. We're gonna do a, you know, General Assembly session 2.0, if you will, and refund another billion dollars, just like we did last year, using excess reserves to put that money back uh, in the taxpayer's pocket. They sent it to us. So instead of spending it on new government programs, and bigger government. We're going to put that money back in their pocket to help them fight through 40-year high inflation. So that'll be a billion dollars. And then, you know, we heard from a lot of the legislators, and I heard this myself being on the campaign trail in local communities, everybody's concerned about their property taxes going up. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because our economy's been so hot, housing's so tight, values have gone up, causes assessments to go up, which causes the property taxes to go up. 
Well, not all local governments are rolling the millage rate back to completely offset the property tax increase. And, you know, 60% of Americans right now are living paycheck to paycheck. So when you get something like that that happens, it really, it really puts a burden on, on working Georgians out there. So we're committed to working with the General Assembly to take another billion dollars of our reserves and do a one-time, this is one-time, uh, one-time property tax relief grant that will just help uh, working Georgia families out there offset the property tax. We think that'll save the average Georgian about $500. That's awesome. That's awesome. And look, all of that just helps keep our economy turning, right. keeps the local tax dollars turning, uh, just helps people fight through this um, so we can get on the backside of 2023, whatever that entails. I'm, I'm very optimistic about how we're, we're going to weather that compared to a lot of other states. I mean, I saw where... You know, California's doing, I think, $11 billion of budget cuts this year after last year just having runaway spending. And we're not dealing with that because we've been fiscally conservative. We work together to fund our priorities, and then we're sending the money back to you instead of creating big government programs that then you have to come, come turn around and cut the next year. You know, we don't want to do that. Well, we, we appreciate that, the, your conservative approach to budgeting and how you've managed the state of Georgia. I know you've got a lot going on in the next couple of days several other speeches to give in the next few days. Anything you want to leave us with before we wrap up? Well, really just trying to rest up after the national championship game, getting ready for Luke Bryan tomorrow night. All right. But um, I, I would just say, too, I don't, I don't know if uh, Janine Miller and, and Russell McMurray are here, but uh, DOT and, and Janine, who's the planning director now, is over at CERTA. We're just, she's done an incredible job building out our freight and logistics plan working with Russell, DOT, a lot of other local stakeholders. We're very excited about that so we can continue to focus okay. our dollars where it needs to be to keep our people moving and to keep our economy moving. And I know that's a priority of this organization. And uh, we're looking forward to working with, with you all and the members of the General Assembly. This is going to be a great legislative session. You know, I, I feel like we're going to stay focused on kitchen table issues. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in the media writing about things that we need to do and things that are their priority. Uh, but just know that we're going to keep our priorities that we heard on the campaign trail from our people. And uh, I, I'm not too worried about what people are shouting on cable news. We're going to stay focused on the kitchen table back home and keep our state moving forward. So thank you guys for having me. Governor, thank you. Appreciate you. Yes, sir.